On today's episode, we are going to take a look at four stocks that I recently purchased because I believe they are a great investment. All four of these are in different markets. They're all in different market size. One of them is less than $1 billion. But one thing's for sure, they're all going to have a strong balance sheet. They all have strong future growth. And they're all in markets that I believe will continue to grow. If this is your first time here, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up and follow me on Twitch where I live stream taking a look at stocks you want me to look at. So let's get started. If you guys have been watching the channel, you guys know um, an electrical engineer, very bullish in the semiconductor industry, very bullish in the artificial intelligence and the high performance computing. So the first stock is going to be one that's hitting those markets. The first company we're going to take a look at is One Stop System. So One Stop System creates these building blocks and solutions for these high performance computing. Um, so they have different modules. They have modules, for example, memory. They have mo modules for GPU accelerators. They have modules for servers. And most of these modules are used in the data center, right? In the data center, you need to have GPU accelerators. You need to have storage accelerators. Um, but but there's a big competition in this market, right? There's a lot of people that create these types of modules. We have like Dell, HPC. So what makes One Stop System different? One Stop System is different because the way they create their modules are meant for ruggedized environments, for vibrating environments, for environments that are constantly moving. Where the ones these other competitors make, it's more for just a data center, a building that's not experiencing any form of movements. So the types of applications that these modules can go are, for example, the military space where there's a lot of movements in commercial aircraft with all the information and entertainment system these these aircrafts have on on board you need to have storage a crazy amount of storage storage modules for that so in the commercial aircraft in the medical field in autonomous vehicles and the great thing also is that obviously the first perk that they have is that it's rocketized. So they're able to go into movement speed. But there's also another perk to having them closer to your system. Because if you have all this high performance computing in the cloud, it's going to take some time for you to send that data from your equipment to the cloud. Um, so obviously it's super fast, it's in a blink of an eye, but applications like this need that answer at real time, right? They, they can't wait that millisecond, that small fraction of a second to get the information back. So by having the power of the cloud in already inside the equipment, it allows them to do it in real time solutions. So obviously for autonomous vehicle, a split second can mean a life or death situation. Same for the military, same for the medical, imagine something goes wrong and the medical system needs to make that solution right away. So here we can see military program wins by One Stop System. So the great thing about One Stop System is they're completely customizable, right? So it doesn't matter who's the big GPU winner. It doesn't matter who's the big storage winner. So their systems or solutions work with any types of GPUs um, in the main market. So you can either pick an NVIDIA GPU or an AMD GPU. Same with CPUs for the servers. Same for data storage. You can pick whoever the leading data storage maker is at the moment. All right, so if you guys are excited about One Step System, it is traded under the NASDAQ as ticker OSS, currently sitting at $7.69 with a market cap of $141 million, super, super small. This is in headquarters in the United States, which is good because it allows them to have those military advantages. Certain military programs won't work unless you are producing everything here in the United States. 
So I first talked about one stop system in December. And since then, since my initial buy, I have gone up over 100%. Even after those type of returns, I am super excited. And I am, I bought recently. If you want to ever check out my buys, make sure to check out my Discord channel. I post every time I buy and sell. And it's free for anybody that wants to join. From its all-time highs, the stock is down about 15.4%. But for the full, um, for the past six months, it is up over 241%. If we take a look at future growth, this company is only expected to grow 6.4% on average for the next three to five years. So analysts believe this is going to be not a hyper growth stock. I don't know. I, I just have this feeling because of the market it's hitting and the overall expansion of this technology that this is kind of underestimating it. Um, we can see the company is profitable right now, and they also are positive in cash flow from operations. They were affected because of COVID situation, right? A lot of places were closed down, especially here in the United States as well. So now if we take a look at one-stop systems balance sheet, if you look at it, it might not look that great. They have almost a one-to-one ratio of debt to cash flow. Remember, they are profitable. Remember, they do have positive cash flow from operations. What I do like is even though they're, they do have that debt, that debt is mainly from that PPP loans that the overall U.S. government gave. So that's a very low interest loans. And if they used it for the correct reasons, it can actually be forgiven in the future. So that debt might go away. And if it doesn't, it's going to be at a very low interest rate. So that's the first stock we're going to take a look at. The second stock we're going to take a look at is Magnite. And Again, I'm saying I'm hitting different markets. I'm talking about companies in different markets. Magnite is one in the advertisement platform world. Something very similar to like Trade Desk, something very similar to apps, which have been very, very popular in the overall industry or the FinTwit community. So Magnite helps with both the buyers and the sellers. And what do you mean the buyers and sellers of advertisements? Let's say you own a platform like Disney and Disney Plus and Hulu, and you have advertisements within that platform, you are a seller. You're selling your your ad space to people who want to buy it. The buyers are whoever wants to advertise in your platform. So Magnite works with them. Magnite has also been very aggressive with acquisitions. And and that's what I like to see, a company that's being aggressive to continue to grow their overall market. They recently just acquired SpotX. And this deal creates the largest independent CTV, which is connected TVs, advertisement platform so that's insane magnite has become crazy monster overnight another thing magnite just announced a closing of offering of about 400 million dollars in convertible notes this was closer to like about 45 dollars so magnite right now is traded under the nasdaq as ticker mgni it is currently sitting at 50 dollars and 68 cents it has a market cap of 5.86 billion dollars we can see very very small company for sure as well not as small as one-stop system in the past six months it has given great return to investors about 726 percent right now we're seeing the online advertisement business really booming right now so the stock price is following that before their acquisition their revenue grew about 20 percent for quarter four compared to the same time last year they are profitable with adjusted EBITDA earnings but i don't think they are profitable in gap earnings with margins of about 37 percent they are profitable in free cash flow if they take a look at adjusted EBITDA again they're not gap free cash flow positive at the moment they expect strong revenue growth for the next year. Now with this recent with these recent 
acquisitions, they're continuing to grow. And they're also raising their adjusted EBITDA margins to target between 30 to 35%. So they're going to have very, very high profitable margins. They also just recently renewed their Disney and Hulu contract for another 18 months. So those are some big players hitting uh, that they're working with. That night right now is expected to grow its revenue 22% on average for the next three to five years. Like I mentioned, right now, the company is not gap profitable. They're also not gap cash flow from operation positive, but they're almost there. And for the next year, they are expected to be profitable. If we take a look at their current balance sheet, obviously not taking a look at their recent public offering, they have plenty of cash with notes at, at the moment. So Magnite is looking really good to me as well. And before we take a look at the third company right now, I want to show you guys uh, a video I just did yesterday on a growth company that has dropped over 40% from its all-time highs. And I do believe it might be giving us some form of buying opportunity. So make sure to click that video. The link should be up here. So the third company we're going to take a look at is Twilio. I, like I mentioned, I've talked about this one before. Um, they have a cloud communication platform. This is the building blocks to add messaging, voice, video into your web, into your mobile application, even authentication as well. Um, so the great thing is, if you are developing an app, if you're developing something, you don't have to develop this process of adding this to your application. You can just go to Twilio and pay them for it because they have already done the back work for you. They have a lot of great customers. This is something I haven't talked about before. They have, for example, Lyft, Airbnb, Shopify, Uber, Instacart. So whenever you, example, order a Lyft and you get some form of message, it's most likely being backed out by Twilio. If you want to contact with them, the way their overall communication is going on is being worked on with Twilio. Then there's other brands like Netflix and the technology. If you have the phone in your application, right, when you get uh, the alert from your phone that says, hey, there's a new system, there's a new there's a new movie you might watch right now or new movies that just got released that's coming from their application, maybe even via email. Stuff like that could be working behind the Twilio's platform. They have Sendesk, Twitter, Spotify, Yelp. So they have some big players, LendingTree, Mercado Libre, Lululemon, eBay. So we can see they have a huge, huge backlog of great customers. Right now, Twilio is traded under the New York Stock Exchange as ticker TWLO. It's currently sitting at $355. It has a market cap of $60 billion, right? Like I mentioned, all different markets, all different sizes. In the past six months, the stock has gone up about 50%. But in, since it's all-time highs, the stock is down about 20%. I really do love these corrections. I really like when things start to pull back. In their most recent earnings, the revenue grew 65%. And their expected revenue growth for the full year to grow about 44 to 47%. This is, again, a crazy growth company. If we take a look at analysts, analysts believe this company will grow its revenue 22.4% on average for the next three to five years. That is a huge growth company. Unfortunately, they're not profitable right now, but they are barely, barely positive in cash flow from operations. If we take a look at their most recent balance sheet, they have plenty of cash at hand compared to debt. Since they are positive cash flow from operations, it allows me to be a little less hard on their balance sheet. So I am really enjoying it. The final company we're going to take a look at is Upwork. Now we're going to see this type of freelancing type marketplace. So all different markets. Upwork, if you are familiar with Fiverr, is the same thing as Upwork. They allow freelancers to find the jobs. But the great thing is they also allow companies to look for employees through Upwork. 
Some of their customers right now, like Microsoft, Airbnb, General Electric, GoDaddy are, are just some of them. If we take a look at Upwork at a glance in 2020, their revenues grew about 24% for the full year. Their gross service volume grew about 21%. So by seeing this gross service volume increasing, it either means two things. It means either more people are using it or the transactions are getting bigger and both of those are great news for upwork they are profitable in adjusted abita i don't think they're profitable in gap earnings so uh, the way upwork makes its money is just like any other marketplace right when it connects a buyer and a seller so a freelancer to someone that's looking for a job or a job or someone who's who needs a people and is connecting it to a freelancer they charge a fee once the payment happens um, so right now, the freelancers they have, they say, are highly qualified. Over 73% of them have a college degree. Over 21% are postgraduate degree. Uh, if you take a look at their clients, clients are mainly 80% small businesses, small to medium businesses, because some of these small businesses, they have less than 10 employees, and they're trying to just find some people to help them out on a small project. They also, 20% are actually mid-market and large accounts like Microsoft, like General Electric, like GoDaddy. So they have some big players behind them. Another thing I like about Upwork is that it allows you to just search within domestic. There's certain companies that only want to work within your the country they're residing in, and Upwork does that as well. So Upwork is traded under the NASDAQ as ticker UPWK. It's currently sitting at $45.47, and it has a market cap of about $5.6 billion. In the past six months, the stock is up about 200%. So congratulations to all investors. And from its all-time highs, the stock is down about 20%. Again, I am loving corrections. Future analysts expect this company to grow 20% on average for the next three to five years. They're also ex- expecting strong revenue growth. Unfortunately, the company is not expected to be gap profitable until like 2023. Um, so that's about two years from now. But the company is positive in cash flow from operations. And me, you can call me Mr. Wonderful. Cash flow from cash flow is where it's at. If we take a look at financial health, this company is very strong. They have plenty of cash at hands compared to very, very low debt. So, like I mentioned, today we took a look at four companies all hitting different markets all have seen a nice recent correction Um, and these are ones i recently purchased because i believe they are a great investment one thing though is none of these are a tier one stock for me i would say these are all tier two stocks and tier one and tier two like tier ones i only have four stocks i've done a video on them i should actually post a link right here on my tier one stocks these are the four stocks that hold a good portion of my portfolio these four i, I believe hold over 30 percent of my portfolio these which i call tier two are a smaller portion but still ones i want to enjoy and want to continue to grow in all honesty all these are pretty high in that list too um so i'm gonna continue to add to these in the upcoming weeks unfortunately i don't have unlimited funds so i can't just put big big funds at once i put money to work every single week probably like most of you guys right and every week i'm looking for stocks to invest in most of the time i add to current positions but there are times when i add to new positions so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode make sure to subscribe take care have a good night and see you next time